And Amanda Hunt. Hey, listeners, welcome to Growing Out the Pod. Woo! <laughs> uh, I'm here. Amanda. I'm Kara. And we are back. We're back on the mic. We took back a long break. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in my new apartment. Kara has much longer hair now. It looks <laughs> really those... good. Thank you. It's uh, it's the prenates. Okay. The prenates are a thing. And so now we are three recording this podcast, really. Yes. I'm expecting a little baby. A little boo boo. Oh my my gosh. We're going to name the baby, uh, growing out the baby. (laughs) Growing out the baby. We call her little follicle. We call her little follicle for sure. Oh my God. You know what's funny? So I just finished my first egg freezing cycle, and that's what they call the eggs. Is they call them follicles. They don't call them little follicles. They just call them regular size ones. Where they say, okay, we got, we're seeing three follicles growing. And you're like, is that good? And it's like, not really. But (laughs) is it good? Wait, so the follicles are like just where the baby eggs kind of hold on, come from, like come out of, right? If if any doctors are listening to this, they're going to start screaming at their phones. But my understanding of it, and listeners, if you have any questions about this, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com. I'm really happy to talk about this process because it was really hard and it sucked and it was so expensive. Um, Hold on, stop. Someone is having sex outside. (gasps) Can you hear that? No. Can you see it? Well, I got to just shut my door because my window's open for my dog. But, like, someone literally is going, ah, oh, oh, Eric. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. I, they, I hope they're quarantining together. <sighs> Jesus. H-F. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. That was – there's a window. Like, we have an apartment complex right above us, and there is a window wide open. It's shooting out into our backyard, and my my back door is wide open because my dog was outside. Oh, my God. I have never heard that in my life. I had never heard that in my life. It was crazy. I – love I love people who do that I had a I in my first apartment um in New York when I had like I lived in a three bedroom and my bedroom was smaller than the closet I'm standing in now uh there was this couple and the woman used to have like these loud screaming and I'm doing quotes orgasms because I'm sorry she was faking it so hard oh yeah she was like it was too she was like "Ah!" (laughs) yeah blow it's like blow out the mic that no one does that no one yells that loud Or that exaggerated. I mean, look, I think there's a certain, you know, we're all performers in our own way. Um, We've been taught to perform. We've watched a lot of porns. We've been taught to, like, make noise. Yeah. That's good. It'd be the louder, the better. Mm Mm-hmm. But this Mm -hmm. was very, this was, like, if you drew, like, a cartoon, like, it was, like, a cartoonish version of that. And, like, I always root for those couples. They're trying so hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're really trying. They're trying to uh, show each other they know they know sex good. Mm-hmm. They know, and like and that it's and that the guy is doing good sex and good job. He's doing good job. We we congratulate them with a loud noise, yeah. uh, even though we're not getting jack shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh boy, yeah. I've had. So, sorry to interrupt your follicle story. Please, um, there's that was very distracting. <laughs> I mean, it's all fertility related, isn't it? I guess so. We're all just trying out here to extend human life despite the mm-hmm. fact that the earth is like babes you're killing me you're killing me i know that um, was my biggest fear but anyway go ahead with your follicle story um so i decided to freeze my eggs and like i went through a whole cycle and it didn't work and so i had to do it again and the second time and this is like you have to give yourself shots every day and like yeah. you have to go into the doctor every other day for a blood test and a transvaginal ultrasound like Never in my life have I been penetrated as much as I have freezing these fucking eggs. And I want to give you your money's worth, I guess. I I wish. I wish it was pleasurable. (laughs) Um, But they, um, so you go in all the time. So the second time the doctor's like, it's still not working. And I'm like, in my head, like spinning out, like, can I ever have an egg? Does this mean I can't have a baby? You know, like it really fucks with you mentally. And so I, I was like, well, what are our options? And she was like, we can keep trying a couple more days. And then 
she kept being like, it's kind of working. It's kind of working. I don't know if we're going to get anything. And then finally it did work and they were able to get three eggs, which is like, they really say they want 10 because when you yeah. defrost them, some of them can get damaged. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do it again. The last time I'm very, very, very lucky. It's so fucking expensive. Like I would say this first round where I did two rounds was like $18,000. Holy shit. And you're going to do that again? Well, it's not as expensive it... the second okay. time around in yeah. theory. My Damn. And I had a subsidy from my work, which is how I afforded it the first time. So I only mm-hmm. paid a little bit of that. That That's was so mostly good. covered. But that subsidy is gone now. And so it's like I'm in it. It feels like dumb to just have three. I see. You okay. know, like, because mm-hmm. I mean, the chances. I mean, I don't know what the do they have like an odds of like what usually survives, like a percentage. They you don't say it's like with all women's health. They're like, we'll see. You know, we have <laughs> no just, idea. Yeah, we have no idea, and we've never bothered to really test or do any statistics on it. We just keep telling you you're old, so you better plan for something. Uh, <sighs> it's it's all fucked up. It's all really fucked up in my fertility doctor's office they have a little screen behind the receptionist and there's a little cartoon that plays and on one side there's a gumball machine full of gumballs and underneath it it says like your ovaries in your 20s (laughs) and and on the other side is is a gumball machine with only a few gumballs in it and it's like your ovaries as you age it's god damn it it's so predatory it's so fucked up like it's really fucked up they are really careful to be like just because you're not responding to like this fertility treatment doesn't mean that you couldn't have a baby naturally this is like this is like you're trying to grow a bunch of eggs all at once yeah it's a not natural thing right your body's not meant to grow a million eggs so that makes sense Okay. And my body especially is not. Like some people, that's the, because that's the follicles of it. It's like, it's kind of like, and this, again, doctors, <laughs> cover your ears. This is going to be <laughs> only partially right, I'm sure. But the idea is like you have a certain amount of docs in your ovaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so however many docs you have is however many potential eggs could float in there and latch in. I see. Okay. So, I only have like seven docs total. Some people on b- between the two sides. Some people have like okay. fifteen. You know, it, it doesn't. It's like more arbitrary, and you really only need one. But right, and beyond that, I don't know the science. But it was always going to be like a little hard with me. Okay, and I've been on all these hormones. I've been up and down like crazy i, I have to say how has it affected you your hormones like in your, your hair, hair how is your hair affected from this okay fortunately it hasn't done anything bad to my hair my hair has looked amazing truly the whole time which has been so See? lucky i mean that's kind of what happens with hormones like that your hair looks great like it just grows and grows and grows they did put me on an estrogen patch for like two weeks and i okay. will say like i think i have low estrogen and being on this estrogen patch, I was like the horniest I've ever been in my life. Like out in public, I was like, like neck on a swivel to every single man walking down the street, (laughs) just like out of my mind, crazy. And then, right? Like what a powerful tool. That's really great. So now we know estrogen patches can just be like the Viagra for women, right? It, well, well, I mean, I didn't get a chance to try it out on anybody. So I don't know about that part, but then the shots made me feel so crazy. The shots made me feel as mm-hmm. crazy as I always felt on every birth control. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. It's yeah. fucked up, though. Like, I think about my life and how many times I've been, like, too mad or too, like, disproportionate to how I really felt about the situation. You know, yeah. not judging, like, my, like, per, like, there are times you can get very mad and you're justified. But there are times where right. you're, like, why am I so angry? Yes, <laughs> and yeah. And it's, again, because... They put us on these hormones from the, I've been, I was on birth control from the time I was like 13 until I was 33. Yeah. That's a long time. That's 20 years, 20 years that your body's been used to those hormones. And, um, I have a friend uh, who was on 
that about the same time you were, and she quit recently, and she's been 20 years, 21 years. Mm-hmm. She has 46-day periods. So, like, she goes 46 days without having her period. Can you believe that now? Like, she just doesn't have her – like, her period is not back to normal yet at that's all. That's wild. Although that maybe that's her cycle. and Because you don't really know your cycle you until really you're don't. off of the birth control. And I, I went off birth control and straight onto an IUD. So let me tell you, I haven't had a period in years. I feel great. Damn it. I want to get an IUD. No, I, I think now's not this. the time. Oh, really? Nah, probably not. Actually, I know somebody who was born out of an IUD. Not out of an IUD, but like. <laughs> but like, like a Thumbelina situation. Yeah, it was really weird and really cute. Um, no, but they were, they were born. They were, her, she found out her mom was, well, she didn't find out because she was in the womb. She was in the womb sure. with the in the th- with the thingy mm-hmm. and um they had to take it out but she got pregnant with it in there so i would be mad if i got pregnant <laughs> with this iud i would be mad about because you can also have an ectopic pregnancy with an iud yep. yeah that's and so freaky that's scary and once again doctors close your ears because this is going to be medium right but you know an ectopic pregnancy is when the little the little business implants on the fallopian tube instead of in the uterus Mm -hmm. and it can cause a lot of bleeding it's very scary it's scary it's all really scary and at the end of the day every person who embarks on a reproductive journey is brave as hell it is crazy the what our bodies can do like i have an app that tells me where i'm at at all times at all um, times my, at all times <laughs> it shows me what the baby looks like well supposedly and right now it's the size of a fig cute it's developing it's breathing it's all its vital organs are developed now her sorry it's her <laughs> um I just fan out um and you know it's funny about talking about uh, follicles and stuff i when i had my first ultrasound it was the vaginal one so it was real fun um it she showed me my ovary that produced the egg because you could see there was like a hole like there was like this white foamy hole that you could see and the other one was like dormant and nothing was going on with it wow. so you could see where the hole actually where the egg actually came out of the follicle or the duck or whatever i'm sorry doctors again close your ears i'm not sure if this is right yeah <laughs> but you could see the white there's like a white foam hole like on one of the ovaries and she's like that's where it came out of your right ovary was doing all the work this time wow and now they're gonna sleep for about a year <laughs> so <laughs> take a it's nap been nice ovaries. not having my period i love not having my period right now it's fantastic yeah you got after this they take the baby out you say just slip an iud in there you know you're already just, open yeah my body just you know i'm gonna be wearing a diaper anyways and i'm gonna be bleeding anyways just mm. stuff it up you you're, know it's such a beautiful special time it's so special. <laughs> so many things are happening to my body on top of that, which will say my hair is growing very fast and very long, um, which I really like. Um, my facial hair is still about the same. I haven't oh. hasn't changed much, okay. which is great. Laser hair works. Okay. Laser hair removal works. It does. Um, I just haven't done it in over a year. Your I need, skin I need looks incredible. Um, thank you. I've been using vitamin E at night. Uh, as a, like a serum? Yeah, I take a pill and I pop it with a little uh, pin and I put it on my face. Wow, and then do you leave it on or, mm-hmm. okay, you sleep in it? I sleep in it. Ooh, I also have my poosh. I should show you what that is. I would love to see the um, poosh and we will post uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter pictures of the poosh. Um, I should grab it. It's, right here. it's really close by. But when I use it, since I can't use many facial products now, like I can't use um, silk acid, I can't use anything um, – retin-a anything so i can use i just try to use natural stuff and i had my first facial done at my dermatologist i wish i wouldn't have done that they charged me 200 dollars and they couldn't use half the stuff because i was pregnant but they did do the dermaplaning have you seen that dermaplaning it's like the um it's they a razor that it. they, they shave your like thin layer of skin and like yeah. your hair i think we've talked about that with maybe yeah, i think we have meredith yeah um, oh yeah but and it it, it definitely, like, grew back, like, not great. Like, I, I don't like shaving my face because I get ingrowns, kind yeah, of. And I yeah. was very unhappy. And I was like, damn it, I just spent $200 not knowing I was going to be spending $200 on a facial. I spent, like, $70. I, sorry, I spent, like, $60 on a facial. That's it. 200 I was blown away. And I've never had a facial. Or I, I'm not good at getting spa treatments. I've never had a massage. I've never had a facial. You should do it. I should treat you'd be, myself. You'd be, you are such a candidate for a good massage. <laughs> I, I've got, I've got 30 plus years uh, of tension. 
I've always said, and I don't believe this anymore. I've grown past this, this view, but I always was like, why would I get a massage? I'm just going to walk out of it and get tense again immediately. I know. I know. But that's what I used to think until, until I became a massage therapist and I realized the benefits in the long run. It's really good for stress, de-stress, but also like if you have injuries, it's really good. Really? For helping. Like I do, I do pain management because I do, I'm a neuromuscular therapist. So I do more intense th- sessions. I don't just do like, Ooh, sleepy, sleepy. Here's my music. It's like. <laughs> Tell me the pain level this way. We're going to move really slowly up your, like, what's, we're really working up the arm. Like, it's just very specific work. Oh, I so. would love that. I am a good candidate. Like, I did, if I don't do yoga for a couple of days, my whole back gets all scrunched. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm, I need mm-hmm. to pop it. I need to, like, release my hips and all that stuff. I, Kara and I, before we, before we went on mic today, we were both talking about how cranky we are. Part yeah. of why I'm so fucking cranky is that I tried to do a yoga class today because it had been a couple days I'm trying to do it almost every day and Mm -hmm. it was a core flow yoga class which sometimes means oh it's a good flow and like there's more core exercises more core into it and sometimes it means it's just a bunch of fucking crunches and this was I was 30 minutes in it was all crunches I was like I'm gonna flip the fuck out which talk about (laughs) the most the most like privileged problem you could ever have my yoga class wasn't exactly what I was looking for (laughs) but my back still hurts like I don't just do I do yoga partially to relax partially to work out and partially because my whole entire backside of my body is is angry all the time is it your lower back or your upper back it's my lower back but I I do have something with my upper back where it has to be popped every now and again or I get pains Mm -hmm. in my wrists yep that's yep here. Mm-hmm. But that, that I like, that's like a longer thing, you know, that I have, to, I would have to go for a very long time not doing yoga for that to be a problem. But my lower back in a day, it will just like fuse to itself. So then I tried to do another yoga thing and it was actually very good, but I was already cranky. So, really cranky, yeah. <laughs> well, so you know, I'll give you a baby. I'll give you a tip on a good lower back way to relieve it. Please. You should, what I want you to do is just scrunch your butt together, like squeeze your butt, and like act, and like kind of like stack your pelvis so your pelvis is underneath your belly button. Okay. And like kind of bring your core, your belly button to your spine. Mm-hmm. That's gonna really relieve the lower back. Ooh. But I think you, I think you have a um, anterior tilt, and I think that's what's happening with you. Oh my gosh, Kara, and doctors <laughs> take note. Doctors, <laughs> open your ears because a lot of doctors will give very bad advice about pain management stuff because they just will be like, well, here's a pill or lose 50 pounds or whatever and it's like okay but i'm in like like let's let's like sometimes it's just how you hold your body and your stress levels and where you store your trauma where you store your stress and like sometimes just releasing it and really really paying attention how you walk how you how you hold your body how you do your normal you know regular um activities if you repeat if you keep repeating something over and over again your body is going to get used to it or it's going to end up if you're doing it wrong it's going to have some issues so um, a lot of it is to do with your the way you hold your body. Pain, a lot of pain is also trapped, um, trapped, like, what is that word I'm looking for? Oh, my God. Trigger points. It's like, um, I should know this stuff. But I'm, I have pregnancy brain. I'm bringing pregnancy because I don't That's, remember any of the terms. The baby is actually but, stolen all the terms. If your muscles can't, it can't elongate and they're stuck being short, mm-hmm. you're going to feel to do certain things. Anyway. Yeah, I mean. That's for the medical podcast I'm doing later, so. <laughs> you have a second podcast? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that is, without disclosing any family medical history, I do have family members who have shortened muscles that have caused mm-hmm. them to, like, have to have surgeries and all this kind of stuff, which is another reason why I try to do a lot of yoga, because I would like to avoid that life. Yeah. Stretching is stretching is really important, and again with massage, we kind of ro- roll out the muscles to lengthen them. They're like this; we kind of roll them out to make them straight. I gotta Anywho. roll them out. I gotta roll them out. Any- Anywho, roll <laughs> so back to hair. Yeah, yeah. I tr- okay. Here's my hair story for the week. I trimmed my bangs. I was scared to death to they do look it. Delicious. They're beautiful. Thank you so much. They were poking me in the eyes, truly poking me <laughs> right in my eyes, and I could have just let them grow out. But I said to myself, Amanda, you are a person who has bangs. And until you actively decide not to do that, don't act out of fear. Don't pull them back that's just because you're scared. Good, that's so good, Amanda. Way to just pep talk yourself into something amazing. Thank you so much. I was so brave. Go work so past brave. that fear. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I trimmed them the smallest amount and it worked and I'll just keep doing it because I think, you know, I, I got a haircut for, for behind the curtain listeners. We took, we recorded some apps earlier in the year. Now we are recording. It's November. We have, uh, we have a woman in the vice president's office. Yeah. Uh, Trump is Ugh. embarrassing himself by keeping demanding recounts and keeping they keep getting like better for Biden and it's very funny every time yeah. <laughs> every time and it'll be sad if he throws a coup after we record this episode and I have to eat my words but it's funny know, right now so I got a haircut when the count when like the viral count was lower in New York but now it's creeping back up very quickly so there's a mayoral election coming up in June and I'm getting very excited for a new mayor and I don't know when the governor is up for re-election I think 2022 but okay hopefully we can get somebody who isn't mostly just wanting to like write books and have everybody congratulate him like Cuomo keeps going on these press tours and being like yeah I'm pretty much the best governor at getting things under control <sighs> and that's not true no I mean this whole place is a shit show. Like California, also like they opened up massage places. They we we still do, dining. We don't have indoor dining. We have outdoor dining. But we we can here. I know in in New York, it's probably a little too cold. It's fine. Like e- e- people don't have to eat out. In my I opinion. agree. I agree. Like I as a server, I was when I was a server, mm-hmm. I could never even see myself doing it now because the amount of like self selfishness these people go to a dining experience i'm sorry if you guys are diners it's totally fine but this is my opinion as a server it's totally that, fine but go ahead Kara. but anywho <laughs> judge 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 um <laughs> no but it's just like the entitlement of um like i have a friend who's a server and she's telling me the story about how these people still treat her like she's a regular server and they don't like that she's wearing a mask they don't like it they don't like it like some people are just so freaking like they're like, I just feel like I'm talking to a computer. And you're like, well, kind of. I can't really be myself. I have to wear this protection stuff around me because you want a fucking margarita. It's just, it's just. But also so- because like the government won't give people money so that they don't have to wait tables. Like I remember when I was waiting tables, there were times I got really sick once I had a stomach virus and I was, I was so sick. I was like knocked on my ass. So I had to take a week off of work and it fucked me so badly financially yeah that I got back sooner than I should have. And then like three weeks later, it worked its way through my roommates and their boyfriends. And it found me again. Oh no. I got sick a second time and had to just kind of like, you know, I was like off that day and the next day and then had to suck it up. Like you don't, when you don't have any vacation time, when you don't have any financial fallback and you know, I have, I have like, my parents would help me if something really terrible right. happened. So I, right. I'm not trying to compare myself to people who, who really don't have a fallback plan. But when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have any, there's no way to take off time. It's, you don't, you don't have any money. You don't have, it's too scary. And I just, my heart, like pair bear share style goes out to people um, who have to yeah. work grocery stores, uh, so restaurants, target, whatever, like, Please, everybody, wear your mask. Please be respectful and stand back from people. And don't, don't, do the most. Be the most extra person. Be the most. And don't be so, don't, and like, realize everyone's going through something and not you're the only person that needs your detergent. Like, everyone's going through something and it's, and we're all doing different things. We're all doing everything differently and we all got to just accept it. And we're all going to fuck up and then have yeah. to, but hope, but try not to fuck up in a way that I was reading this thing. Wow. This is going to be a real bummer part of the episode. <laughs> Unlike the fun fertility part before or the loud sex part, this is just us lecturing. <laughs> but I, I read an article about these, these people who had a wedding in Maine, 55 person wedding. And then oh, again, I, about this. It, it, I, I can't remember if it was 177 or 117 people got coronavirus so like at least twice as many as were at the wedding maybe three times and mm-hmm. fact checkers cover your ears uh or or tweet at us <laughs> or tell us <laughs> or tell, tell us, us. Give, or us tell a, us. give us the truth we're not trying to we love the truth <laughs> we don't we want the truth but we don't care about it enough to look it up in this moment right it's a lot but then seven people died that weren't even at the wedding that were not at the wedding they were all connected to the wedding, but none of them were at the wedding, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which is, which is crazy. Crazy. I actually know two people 
in the same family who died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he said one of my friends, he's getting married actually in January, and his mom got it, and then her brother and her husband got it, and her husband and her brother both died. Shit. So my friend's dad and his uncle died. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's really rough. Um, so it's serious, and I, I hate people who are like, you don't know anybody who's ever had it. And I'm like, actually, I do, and I know they died. I know, they're cl they're, I know they understand better how to like, control the death right now, which is good, but if we have no beds to help other people, that's different. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's scary. Well, you, it's something you can listen to while you're driving down to see your family <laughs> that, that all health experts have said, please don't go don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> For your tiny little, tiny, tiny little family gatherings. For your tiny oh. family gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and who? Amanda, you said you have some fun little, oh wait, you gotta do your thing, right? Okay, so we have a new segment on the show. It's called Amanda's Yay! Eyebrow Corner. Are they two or one, natural or done? Do they arch up big as a warner? Learn your history, take it all from me. It's Amanda's Eyebrow Corner. It's Oops, my what? eyebrow corner. It's your eyebrow corner. I love it. I can't wait to put some piano and some light bells in there or something, or like some, some tambourines. We have to, this is our tardy <laughs> for the party. We have to remix it. Candy, please reach out to me or sponsors. Please. We'd love to partner. Any eyebrow sponsor, we would love to partner. So, okay, today, so I texted Kara and was like, well, maybe let's talk about eyebrows. And then I started looking into eyebrows, like the history of eyebrows, and realized that that's a huge, that's a huge undertaking. Just talking it's about the history of eyebrows is, it's too much. So as I was doing my research, I found something really specific and uh, I got the information about this from a few different places, a website called crfashionbook.com, a blog by Victoria Green on naturalleathercollection.org, and from an article by Julian Walker called Mouse Skin Eyebrows. Mouse skin? Like mouse, mouse skin eyebrows. Like mice? Like mice? Like you skin a mouse, you take oh. its body, and you put Ew. it on your face. Oh God. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm, am I gonna? Is this like a, can, a Hannibal Lecter kind of book? Or I don't think so. It wasn't sadistic. It wasn't intentionally okay. sadistic. Okay. I just would have picked that book up. I don't think if I saw. It. <laughs> I'm like, I think I might. Is that? Does that? That might be bad. That might be a bad skin. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Let me learn. We'll see what we learn from it. Maybe okay. I'd be, maybe I change my mind if I read the back cover. Okay. So we're flipping the book over. Okay. And at the start of the 18th century, which is the 1700s, which to me is the most confusing thing. Like whenever it's like, the, why why do the centuries have different numbers for the same name? I agree. I agree. Okay. That so makes sense. it was the 1700s, like beginning of the 1700s. And this is in England. Women had been like over plucking their eyebrows to absolute bits and pieces. And they were also trying to get this thing, the aspirational thing was a snowy forehead, which means your forehead is like so white because you never have to go out in the sun because you're like rich enough that you can send your servants out or whatever. And to get a snowy forehead, they were using lead-based paint on their faces. Ugh. So, and what? that's that's like people theorize and this is not in my research and historians tweet at us well I'm going to get some of this wrong. But that was like the look with a Queen Elizabeth, she was doing lead-based stuff, and they say partially that's why she was so unstable. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Kind of like us with the birth control. Yeah. Women are yeah, always do. doing shit that makes us crazy, and no doctor is like, let me look into this. Every and it's all because <laughs> men need to look at us, right? It's mm -hmm. all because men need to F us and look at us. Yeah. you got to get that snowy forehead <laughs> for a man to catch a man's eye. they got to see your snowy forehead. So... The, when you use lead-based paint on your face, it makes your eyebrows fall out and it also makes your hairline thin. So, like, do they have, is that when they have, like, the five head where it goes way the fuck back there? Yeah. And I learned, I think maybe in costume class, I don't know, somewhere, probably in the other Bolin Girl book, but I, <laughs> that they would pluck the front of their hair to make uh -huh. their, to make their hairline go back. But I didn't do any research on that. And this research this brief research that I did makes me believe that like 
once you use the lead-based paint and it makes your hair fall out, you're like, well, I guess I better pluck it because it's patchy. Like how much, you know, like yeah. what came first, the chicken or the egg there? I don't know. That's true. I mean, if they're painting their face white with, is it just their forehead or is it their whole face? I, I have to assume they painted the whole face. I have to assume it. I mean, you look at pictures of these women back in the day and they're white as snow. So that, that makes sense mm-hmm. that, they, uh, that they did that. So. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it's really gross. <laughs> but Lead-based paint. But they didn't, oh you know, and people were always like, well, women are crazy. So if they've completely lost their minds... Nobody would think to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't put lead on our faces, let it sink into our pores, get a little in our eyes. Get a little crazy. Yeah. Get a little bit crazy. And from uh, Victoria Green's article, the lead-based paint, some of the side effects of the lead-based paint, because you would apply it, okay, you would apply it to your face and your bosom. So you didn't just want a snowy forehead. Oh, you want. You want mm-hmm. snowy tits. And you you, can, we're both, we're both full on grabbing these babies. And I just, the idea of putting lead on my most cherished gift. Like, would it dye their nipples? Like, would it like, I don't know. I think it was, I I think it was the part that shows in the dress. So I don't know, but I don't know. I, I don't know. So they, this, some of the side effects of this lead-based paint, uh, your eyes could become inflamed your tooth enamel could break down and your skin yeah. could change texture. And sometimes your skin would tur- would be like blackened, like like uh, like it had been burned or something, like uh, Dumbledore hand after he touched that Horcrux. Spoilers for yeah. uh, Half-Blood Prince. So, <laughs> so oh th- that's those were the side effects. And people were just like, I don't know if they didn't put two and two together. And they were just like, well, you know how women will decay kind of quickly? Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, so be you know they're in the decaying phase. Yeah. This you know, sh- I mean. She's decaying. It's so sad. So, so they had these, like, these eyebrows falling out and overplucked, and their hairlines are falling back. And then suddenly, fashion changes on a dime. Fashion doesn't care that you're giving yourself lead poisoning. And so fashion said, actually, bushy eyebrows are in now. And women were like, yikes, a doodle. How can I get a lush eyebrow when I have when all my eyebrow has fallen out and shan't be returning? Because you know you can pluck them, and some you can, pluck a, you can pluck them for a long time, but eventually they're not coming back. Right. So true. I, not my unibrow. My unibrow persists. She's she's brave. She's there. She's full. She'll, she's full brown. Yeah. So they'll write a children's book about her bravery, but a lot <laughs> of people can pluck and it will just never come back the same. So. It became the custom in as early as 1703. It became the custom to trap mice and use their fur to form artificial brows as a solution for lack of eyebrows. Mice pelts were trimmed into a desired style of eyebrows. You could do different looks and stuck Ooh. to the forehead using an adhesive. And I kind of looked into this adhesive and it, it seems like it was like gum based. So I have to imagine like a sap or something. Yeah. Uh, and I did read Victoria Green mentioned like, the thing about like sticking eyebrows to your face is it's kind of like sticking fake eyelashes to your face now. Like a lot of times it'll look good, but sometimes they won't stick on exactly right, or they'll get mm-hmm. like or they'll get just, they'll like, get uneven. <laughs> so it, it's it's a really intense look. There's a woman, a historian. Let me see if I can find her name. There is a historian named Lucy Worsley or Worsley. I don't know. She's British. It's like Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can say anything. And she recreated this look on Twitter. So we're going to post that picture. Kara, I'm going to show it to you now. Please show it to me. I wonder, can I I share my screen? Let me see here. Oh, my God. You're going to fucking freak out. Okay. Oh. Right? Oh, that's gross. It's really gross. It's not as strange. I think... As it are, could be. What are those right now? What are those right there? Are they... Those are, are, they... Those are mouse. Oh. Who's this person? Why is she doing this? Well, she's a historian, so she... Oh. Modeling the mouse skin eyebrow look. So that's... We're going to we're gonna share that. You could see how the sun could hit those bad boys. And oh, yeah. And they could sort of droop down your face a little bit. They look like they're like shades. Like, it looks like shades for your eyes. Like, yeah. I, I, like... Legit, like, does more work than your eyebrows because it's just, like, covering 
Oh, I'm God. imagining it would be easier to stick on because she stuck them on her actual eyebrows. And if you didn't have any eyebrows, it probably would be easier, oh, it was a lot easier. to stick them yeah. on. And, of course, Julian Walker's article is a lot more about the misogyny of the time, how gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there just weren't a lot of women writers in the 1700s. I'm going to go ahead and guess that there weren't. Considering we're not. Look at the makeup of a writer's room yep. in 2020. Still. Still. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of, like, satirical cartoons about them and Julian Walker says that these mouse skin eyebrows popped up a few different times during the 1800s, 1700s, 18th century, 1700s. I know. So. Fuck my life. So, but, and there are a bunch of like poems and little rhymes. This, I, there were a bunch. I just pulled one because I thought, Amanda, have some discipline here. But, <laughs> uh, oh my God, please sing it for me. So this is by Matthew Pryor, dated 1718. And it, the relevant poem by Matthew Pryor, dated 1718, runs, Helen was just dipped into bed, her eyebrows on the toilet lay. Away the kitten with them fled as fees belonging to her prey. For this misfortune, careless Jane, assure yourself, was loudly rated. And Madam getting up again, with her own hand the mouse trap baited. On little uh. things as sages write, depends our human joy or sorrows. If we don't catch a mouse tonight, alas, no eyebrows for tomorrow. Oh my god, you had to kill your own mice to get your own eyebrows? Ugh, you had to like skin it? I don't even know. No, thank you. Oh you my god. You have to kill your own eyebrows. You have, you have to kill your own eyebrows. I killed and two today. I'm sorry, that's what's wrong with society now, is we just grow our eyebrows out of our face. We've gotten so lazy. If we We're so lazy. <laughs> if we I mean, had to me, catch our own eyebrows, we would have a lot of those primitive instincts still. You know, we might be really good at it. I mean, because, you know, we're gatherers, and, and so maybe that's what we were meant to do. I had a mouse. Um, I had a mouse ha- in my apartment, and oh, I right. just well, let my land, okay. my super come in and kill it and carry it out instead of being you like... You should have taken it and used it for eyebrows. Skinned it, put the put it on my face. I mean, now there's a lot of good adhesives nowadays. You probably use eyelash glue. It would be fine. Uh, you, you would, <laughs> I would probably have to use a lot of eyelash glue. <laughs> But <laughs> like, can you imagine? Do they get smelly? Like, do they preserve that? Like, what, like, did they get really gross? It's like very unclear how many times you could use them. I mean, and the color difference. Like, certain colors don't look good in people's. Like, you could tell. Like, what about the spot, the spotty ones, or like the white ones, or the gray ones? Like the ones that just don't match your skin. I mean, you might kill a mouse and be like, "Damn it, this isn't my color," and then you just have to Ugh. throw the mouse out. But I also. Oh my God. I, there was another quote. I'm going to pull it up from the article because I thought it was interesting. I, it, all of this, I think, is so interesting. It's, it's so interesting. interesting. It's so, so interesting. Actually, I, ha- I pulled up my sticky notes. I found them. Oh, nice. of, of some stuff with eyebrows with Queen Elizabeth. But you continue, and I'll tell you mine. So and, there was a lady writer from the time, Lady Mary Wortley Montague, of course. Of course it is. Of course. she And this was in 1716. She described fashionable ladies at the theater. All the ladies have snowy foreheads and bosoms, jet eyebrows, and scarlet lips. And so that is, that does sound cute, but they were but they- poisoning their skin and sticking dead mice on their face. Oh. And it makes me very grateful that we just could go to Glossier now if well, we wanted. Here's a what we do brow. now: instead of eyebrows, we do we do tattoo our eyebrows on now, That's or true. we put those uh, um, strings in the, to did the fox brow. Have you seen that fox brow that people are doing now? No, tell me. Um, they are um, what are those things called? Threads, threading. Not threading your eyebrows, but like actual uh, PDO PDF PDO threads, PDO threads, and they're actually threads. They're surgical threads that they use in heart surgery. And now the new look is doing fox eyes. So basically they take the corners of your eyebrows that are arched and they make them so they're straight. If you look, if you Google fox eyes, you will see what, how crazy this look is a new look. Like Gigi has it, like all these people have it. Um, but it's, it's really painful because they can lift your eyebrows, but it's, it's literally, they poke a hole in the bottom of your eyebrows and they, they, they create some sort of canal to put the actual thread in. And the threads have little, uh, like, kind of like Velcro, but they have little hooks. So they paint your skin up, and then they sew it closed, and then it, it just kind of raises your skin. So is that meant to be a permanent look, or could they go in and take it out and then... It, so it dissolves. So it's basically like it dissolves in your skin. 
So um, people do that for facelifts now. They put it like on their cheeks, so they lift their cheeks up like this, and, just, and they basically kind of use that, and it dissolves, and it kind of stays. It creates more collagen. And so, um, it's so good. It, it's like the healthier way of doing it. It like incentivizes but, your face to stay that way, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it hurts. It fucks with your nerves. Oh. I've heard people who have like chronic headaches from, from forever from people doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I mean, talk about putting putting dead mice or like killing your numbing your um, muscles to not move putting poison in your head in your face to like not make it move it's now we put like, it in your face and not on you your it, face and so we've right. grown, <laughs> we've grown so medically instead of putting poisoning on top of our skin we put poison into our muscles into our muscles and they freeze <laughs> and there is like a fast botox place near me that i'm dying to try out fast? like it just is like cheap and looks like you could just go in and be like just do it right here and they just do it and I asked my friend who gets Botox about it and he was like please do not do that and then the next morning I woke up to another text from him being like I couldn't stop thinking about this all night please don't go to this place yeah maybe don't go to that place I mean how yeah. cheap is it is it pretty cheap like 120 or something like that for Botox for what though just I, I don't know that was like the advertisement on the door it's like a, I pass it all the time it's like around the corner from my apartment it's usually to go by the the unit you just go by the unit right and i usually when i get mine i get like 20 units so it would be like sometimes it's like eight dollars a unit or ten dollars a unit or fifteen dollars a unit so oh, that's then 120 they, that's do doesn't seem that crazy no it doesn't seem that crazy but depending on like that just for a certain amount of units does it cost more I've seen I've seen ads like that, but they're like for this many units, Got in the in the little asterisk in the bottom. So, yeah, and I, I trust go to someone good because they they sometimes put shit in that Botox that isn't really necessary. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Maybe I should go to a doctor. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I'm not doing it now yeah. till after. Oh yeah, Quar. But I can't do it until after the baby's done eating out of me. Amanda's eyebrow corner motherhood is so beautiful and the way you phrase it really brings a tear to my eye i'm gonna be the best mom you are um, gonna yeah. be a good mom no i don't know i'm gonna be sarcastic but i'm gonna make sure I'm gonna, here's what i'm gonna decide since i'm having a girl okay i'm gonna make sure not to validate her by the way she looks wow that's great i'm going to validate her just like you would a little boy mm -hmm. oh my gosh you're so strong you're so smart why did you pick that color you like purple? Oh my god, the purple makes you look so happy and strong and brave. Why do you like purple? Or like, I will tell her, of course, she looks beautiful. But I mean, I'm not going to make that the only thing I say to her. And really you could tell a language. little boy that he's beautiful. You of know, of course you can, of course. But their whole their whole way of thinking isn't about their looks. I grew up thinking my looks were more important than anything. Yeah. So I don't want that for my daughter. Yeah, I I applaud you. I'm excited. So it works. I'm, I it will. You're gonna be a great mom. I have <laughs> I have absolutely no doubt. You're you've raised me so well. <laughs> oh man, those times are Pibble Creek. Ugh. I no no. I've never let anybody else wax my bikini line on the on a linoleum floor. <laughs> I trust you with nearly my life, so I think you're gonna be great. <laughs> well, those were the days. That was my training. That was my training. Oh, we were so young. That's so sad. It is really sad. It's, uh, I don't know. Actually, it's, like, mixed to me. Like, I, I like, would love to be young again, but I feel like I was so unhappy. I think my 20s, I'll agree. My 20s were a hot mess, and I think um, that was a perfect learning lesson. I learned a lot, and I got a lot out of my system. Um, and I'm glad later in life is when things, you know, I started figuring myself out. I don't think I could have figured myself out in my 20s. I would not like to call us later in life, but mm -mm. I feel... I mean, <laughs> 30s, 30s, 30s. I, I, 30s, I love my 30s. Yeah, being, being, like, being in my 30s has been really great, and mm -hmm. I feel like it just gives you, like, a breadth of experience. Like, I, uh, yes. I am in this accountability group with some other women, and it's, it's honestly, it's very cool. And we don't know each other outside of this group. We're not like people who are in each other's lives in any other way. So it's kind That's of cool. neat to have like, yeah. just a, like we're all each other's fans kind of Tr mm -hmm. are trying to like prop each other up. And in the middle of all the egg stuff, I was like, just you're, I've been pumped full of hormones for like five weeks straight. 
and you know like you go through it alone like it's not like I have like a partner or somebody who can really help me make decisions on this stuff it's like I just have to manage it all and it wasn't working and I'm talking to these two women and one's in their in her 40s and one's in her 50s and I was like it just makes me feel like so worthless which is not true but that's how I felt yeah you know just like I can't even get eggs like one day I went in to give blood because you have to give blood every goddamn time you go oh man and she couldn't get any blood out of my veins and I absolutely flipped out I was like you can't get blood you can't get eggs I'm like a (laughs) dry dead stone like it was really it was really pathetic I I was like I was a fucking mess and you I just felt like so ashamed I don't know there's like a lot of weird stuff tied into it and I think that's true for all of us with our reproductive stuff, like everybody who has a uterus and has ovaries, like there's all kinds of like, and people who don't, you know, there's, right. there's just like so much shit in there and like so much societal pressure, but also like, I really want to be a mom and I'm, yeah, you're going to be a good mom. Well, you're going to be a great mom. Thank you. TBD. If I get the chance, we'll see. But, uh, but like, so I'm like freaking out about all this stuff and I start crying on our accountability zoom and they were both like, look, <laughs> They, like, had, they both had, like, so much, like, wisdom and experience and, like, made me feel so, like, so valid. Like, both of them were like, well, we have kids, we love our kids, but also in your 30s, everything is about kids and you need to, like, take a step back if you can and, like, look at all the other things you're doing. Look at your whole, Mm -hmm. like, look at the scope of your life and know that, like, it won't always feel this way. And that was... So it it makes me grateful to be in my 30s and it makes me like look forward to these other like every period of your life. If you let it, you can grow and learn and like become more wise. And I feel like a lot of older women specifically become softer with age, you know, like more able to listen, less defensive. And my goal that is my goal every day is to be like a little bit more able to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. You know, which I think is hard. Mm -hmm. It is. It's hard to to admit you're wrong. But I find that women have an easier time of doing it than than some people. (laughs) But um, not always. Not all men. Sorry. Typical. Um, But yeah, no, I I think it's I think that's I think age like we say age shouldn't be a scary thing. And we women have been told like don't you're only valued for your youthful looks, Mm -hmm. which is not really true. I mean. Yes and no. Like we think that's what we think. If we think that's what we're worth, and that's what was going to be. But if we're able to like change our mindset and be like, no, I actually have more to give. I'm actually enjoying this. I'm old and happy. Not an old, but I don't even have to think I'm old. Like you don't. It's a mind frame. Yeah, yeah. I know people who are five years younger than me who are like, I'm old now, and I always say like, that is your choice. It's yeah. your choice to say, well, now I'm now I'm older. Now we're old. Blah blah blah. Like you can be learning and growing and getting better every day of your life yeah and you I've, you can like stay young not by like trying to like go to a club or doing something like yeah. y- not like chasing youth but like you can Correct. stay young by staying open and having friends who are older than you and having friends who are younger than you it's the, like life gives you so many cool opportunities if you'll just let yourself have them yep Exactly. Sometimes when you're put into this, like, you're a dad now, this is your dad role. This is what yeah. you have to do. You have to go to work, and that's all you got. And then that means you're old, and then you're done. Like, I feel like a lot of the mentality of, like, the old generation of, like, well, our parent generation. Like, we go to work, we go to work, and that's all we do. We go to work, and we come home. We go to work, and we come home. And we don't really do much. Like, I, I didn't want, I don't think I wanted that life. And not to say that my parents, they love, I had a great growing up. But. I didn't want that, so yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't settle, and I still don't have a normal job. And my husband doesn't have a normal job, and we still have, you know, we see each other more. I would love to have a not normal job again in my life. I love my job. I'm very grateful to my company. I'm very grateful yeah. to have a job right now, but it's also hard to work. Like every day, I wake up and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then I put on makeup and do my hair for myself because I have to look Mm -hmm. at myself on Zoom all day. And then I work and I finish and I write. 
I'm working on a screenplay. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> movie studios, I'd love to partner. And <laughs> Sponsors? Sponsors? <laughs> if anybody would like to, to uh, <laughs> if anybody's looking to sponsor an entire movie, I guess get at me. Oh, Kara, we could, we could play the leads. Yeah, there, there we go. go. There we go. Out. It's done, actually. It's done. Okay. It's done. So it's, you know, I, I think like it's really important to choose your path yeah. instead of just feeling like resigned to it. Like, Agreed. Exactly. That is the perfect way of, that's the perfect way of putting it. Don't feel like you're the victim of your choices. You're Growing up, my mom was, and my dad too, were both like pretty serious about like having other stuff, having friends, having activities. Like my mom played tennis for a long time. My dad plays golf. We're wasps. I, <laughs> let's make no bones about it. Wasp city over here. But they, they like had friends and those things were important to them going to book clubs going on dates mm-hmm. they were parents and they both had jobs but they did make like a conscious effort to be individuals that's great it was it was very like cool like i think it's i think that's like good role modeling if you yeah. can if you can do it you know we were also like economically fortunate enough to have those like there are a lot of mitigating factors i don't i i don't want to like give advice that I have no business giving to people. <laughs> but but I, I think it's, like, cool. I also think, like, you and Brian are a great couple. I think you're going to be great parents. Oh, thanks. Oh, my gosh. Thanks. A little Amanda growing in there. Can you believe it? <laughs> I mean, what if we named her Amanda? That'd be, like, you'd be, like, flattered, but also, like, what? No, I would be thrilled. <laughs> I, there would be no, huh? I would be, like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, it's done then. Okay, great. Amanda. Okay, great. Perfect. I'll, do you want me to text Brian or are you going to tell him? <laughs> you can tell him. It'll mean more coming from you. Thank you. That's so true. Wait, what's going on with your hair this week? It's growing long. It looks it's freaking stunning. It's growing long. Um, I started using Purology, the hair stuff. It's like super expensive, but I got it at, at Ross for like a quarter of it. Usually, I so I got like the big ones, like they're 90 bucks a piece, but I got it for $30. Wow, Ross press for less so let me just tell you it makes my hair feel so silky and it's amazing and um because i usually have again we talk about i have naughty hair and this doesn't make it that naughty um also i think the prenatals are helping with my hair growth and my nail growth um and i also i'm breaking out a little bit from the prenatals i've always known that's how it was gonna go for me um, oh, I should show you my poosh. Do you want to see my poosh? Yes, and poosh is a mask. I don't think we've clarified that. So for the uninitiated, <laughs> poosh is... Do you all... want to see my poosh? Kara's going to show me her poosh, and her poosh is a mask for her face. <laughs> it's an electronic LED mask with red light, blue light, and then an orange light. Let me let me go grab it. Wow. I, look like Tron. I look like Tron, necessarily. Hold on. <gasps> Whoa! That was not what I was expecting. Right? So... I, I don't know, you can't really hear me. It's probably really bouncy, no, but I can hear you with the push on actually. So then I do this. It's like blue light. Whoa! Go from blue. This is orange. I don't know what the orange light does, but it does something. And then the red light. The red light's good for collagen reproduction, um, keeping your skin younger, like the red light boost you see. Oh. And then we have the blue light is good for acne. So you wear this for about thirty minutes. I do like ten minutes with the blue, ten minutes with the orange and 10 minutes of the red and you just put it on do you have to wash your face before you do it or does that matter yeah it's the end of the night it's the end of the night thing so I do it while I'm watching tv and it's it's portable there's some that are like so heavy that it, you have to like lay down and it's like your neck and stuff but this is what uh Kourtney Kardashian is, is using and if she's using it so. you know it's good and Poosh we'd love to partner we'd love to partner <laughs> But it's been helping. It's been nice, and it's um, it does hurt my nose a little bit, but like whatever. T- does it hurt it's your nose cool. from the light, or like pushes on your nose? Just the just the pushes on my nose. It's kind of a, I mean, it look basically it looks like I'm wearing sunglasses, but then I have a sh- mask, a shield on it that lights up. I mean, it doesn't look that different than a visor mask that people wear right now, which I don't. I could wear this out. Yeah, be fine. I don't know. Do you think those work, or do that they don't work? And doctors, this is where we actually want you to weigh in. I think so. I did do a. I had a client that I recently worked on that I that she got tested. So we had testing is so easy here in California. You can get tested and like know in twenty hours if you have it or not. Um, 
and it's free. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really they're they're really trying out here. Um, so I use a shield, mask a shield. I guess it's just for your eyes, really. You have to wear a mask underneath still, but I use I use a shield too, just for my eyes, or I just wear goggles. Goggles seem to be a little easier, but um. I, I like the idea of goggles or something covering your eyes. I worked the polls on voting day. Oh, that's good for you. Such a good citizen. I'm saying it so that everybody will know that I'm a great person. But it was, like, the only thing I felt like I Like, I just was, like, jumping out of my skin. And I actually yeah. would highly recommend it. Everybody else was glued to the TV, anxious. And because you're uh-huh. not allowed to talk politics when you're working the polls, I... I turned off all my notifications. I didn't look at my phone at all. So I was like working and busy from 5 a.m. to 9.45 p.m. So I was like able to not be connected to that in any way, which was really nice. But we, I thought we were going to have a plastic thing in front of us and we didn't. Oh. And I was like, peop- and a lot of people wore their masks. Most people did, but some people just didn't there are just people who just fucking don't and they so were, weren't they allowed in it they were allowed in oh they had a mask on just oh, not over their mouth and nose i don't understand those people and there were people working the polls who didn't do it it sucked it was really annoying but i was like is this how i get corona you know like i feel like any time that i'm around more than two people i'm like this is how i get it and i got don't get it you do- you yeah. got a test. I got a test. I got a test. I, I yeah. can't live with that anxiety for even a single moment. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I don't have the emotional fortitude. I, I couldn't either. I don't know. Just knowing. Yeah. And I'm glad you don't. And I'm glad you did your civic duty and you were a good citizen and you did what you needed to do and you helped older people not have to be there. I hope so. I hope so. That's why I signed up partially. But selfishly, mm-hmm. it was the best way to spend the election in terms of Honestly, the stress. I couldn't drink this year, so that's really hard having to deal with having to deal with looking at the polls. Like, and we watched it. We did. We turned on the news. I had we had a couple of friends over who we've our quarantine that we've had. Your pod and my pod, and uh, they all drank, and I just sat there and drank my non-alcoholic Lagunitas Zero <laughs> beer. God, that's that's sad. I know. That's actually sad. But, um, sad. You're brave. You're yes. already an incredibly good mother. How about that? You're already a great mom. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a wino, so I, I can do it. I don't say that from a place of judgment. <laughs> no, I know. If I know. you think there's been a night where I haven't had a drink during quarantine, <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> you are fucking wrong. I wish I could say that there was, but it's well, hard. It, you know, it's funny. I did that, that diet, or not the diet, but that cleanse right before for three weeks. I got pregnant right after that, mm. so I didn't. So literally, I didn't have. I stopped drinking before I was pregnant. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I had a, one of my mommy friends who actually is pregnant too. She got Sarah. She um. Friend she of the got pod. pregnant before me, and she uh, she's like, I'm not going on that cleanse because I'm gonna get pregnant soon, and I'm not gonna not drink right now during quarantine. And uh, she still got pregnant. She's she's my pregnant uh, text message. We text message about all the stuff that we can't have. That's fun. Oh, it's real fun to have support. What's your What's the thing other than wine? What's the thing you missed the most so far? Sushi. I miss sushi. I really want sushi so bad, and I can't work out either at all. I have the uh, thalassemia minor, which is a blood a disorder. Once it's a disorder, it's similar. It's like in the same family as sickle cell so okay. basically my my red blood cells are deformed hopefully doctors this is right doctors and, shut your ears <laughs> <laughs> and so my they carry oxygen differently so they don't get as much oxygen to my um, to certain levels or certain muscles so if I'm running a lot those oxygen levels are going to go to my muscles not to my my fetus wow. so I can't I can't get my heart rate above 140 and I get that from walking, I get that from walking to 140. So I have to, so I have a, a personal trainer who's a, who works for prenatal. And, um, so she has a whole thing for me to do. Cause I, I that was also a stress. Like you, like you said, yoga is good for your brain. Like I can't, yeah, you I can't, can't do, do any yoga workouts. No, certain yogas I cannot do. Yeah. That's like when I was freezing my eggs, there was a rule, no yoga, no going upside down because oh, yeah. 
your ovaries can tort, which means they twist in your body. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, and I like, it's hard mentally. It's hard for me to go on a walk during core because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, then you're out there and people aren't wearing masks and like most people are good, but some people are bad. And it just, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't work out for most of that time period, which did not improve my mood. It did not, yeah, you know, it just makes right? you feel crazy. All mm-hmm. of it, all of it's so hard on your body. And then you try to do the best version of the thing and that makes it harder on your brain. Yep. <sighs> yep. I mean, working out is, is, is proven to help with your stress and getting rid of anxiety and, and, and anger really. Yeah. So I've cried working out before just cause I like, I, I was doing squats twice. It's happened to me doing squats and like, I'm like, I just am crying and I don't know why. I'm just letting all the emotion out. I just want to cry. I'm so mad, but I have nothing to be mad at. I was just. Just your body needed a release. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the first times I did yoga after I finished, I started like sobbing in the middle of it. And I was like, (laughs) I was, it just, it just like, I had needed that, you know, I had needed that like release. After uh, every time I've done yoga, the, like the last move, the Shavasana, where you're on your back. I always want to cry. I always want to just like cry a little bit. Just a little, just to see. Just a little cry. Yeah. I think that's nice. I think it's good to cry, especially right now. I think yeah. like, I, like I would give anything for a hug. I don't remember the last time I had a oh, hug. Man, it sucks. It's really sad. We had this resilience yeah. thing. We I went to a resilience training and I won't say where, but this woman... <laughs> Maybe sh- there, it, it, I don't. There should have been a lot of trigger warnings around it. There was a lot of mentions of things that I think are like really triggering for people who are like in the middle of something. And then yeah. she was like, and then what we're finding with our research is the number one cause of happiness during the pandemic is being quarantined with a partner. And I was like, fuck you, lady. That's not help. Like that doesn't help people to hear like what's wrong with you so I and then I was like now I'm more mad about this it just is like there are million and then like relative to other things going on in the world it's nothing but right it still feels shitty it does feel shitty and like let me just say probably when when this is over you're gonna be hugging everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get down some D's. What I'm gonna be doing? That's what I'm gonna say. That should be. Are Are you still on like the dating websites right now? I am. I'm doing some swiping. I paused when I was freezing my eggs because you're you like bloat up so so much. I couldn't wear pants. Like I couldn't wear jeans. Yeah. I did just yep. wear leggings. Mm-hmm. So I like didn't feel good. I didn't want to be flirting with anybody. Yeah. But now that I'm in the in between time. I am back on the apps, and let me tell you, they're as disappointing as ever. Oh, great! But that's that's the apps. Like in in real in real life, when Quora is not happening, a big part of the dating apps is that you're meeting such a large population of people. Most of them are not mm-hmm. going to be for you. Like I, I feel right, like right, right. most. I've been on a million first dates, and I would say like people love to be like, oh, online dating is shit, blah blah blah. But it's more that you're just meeting a volume of people you wouldn't normally meet and most of them most of the people in this world are not right for any of the other people in the world that's why it's Mm -hmm. special to find somebody that you like so I've just kind of found a lot of people who I've been like they seem fine and then one or both of us will fall off and I think that's okay I had a had an old flame resurge well you know about this and then he kind of fell off and yep, then yep. I was like, hey, you can't just reach out to me and fall off. Like, don't fuck with me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've never been brave enough to say to a person I was dating or had been dating before. Usually I'm just like, please just love me. I'll never stick up for myself if you do. And that actually doesn't work out that well. <laughs> the hardest Great lesson idea. of all <laughs> is learning that you, ha- that you have to just be strong because if somebody's going to fuck you over, they're going to do it whether you stick up for yourself or not. Yeah, actually, any um, any princes or earls or dukes out there, I'd love to partner. I wonder. 
Can you sponsor us, please? Can you sponsor us and (laughs) fall in love with me? Oh, I will sleep. I will 100% sleep with you. No question. But we could also fall in love. I, I, yeah. And I'll sleep with you after we both have a negative COVID test. Again, we're so good on this medical talk today. I hope all the doctors are just like on, just like raving about us and tweeting at us. Every doctor Um, is sharing this episode. Like perfect (laughs) medical advice. Medical advice. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Doctors the Podcast. (laughs) We'll be back next week with actual hair talk, but. We had to do this, ladies. We had to. Yeah, we had to. We had to announce. Mm-hmm. We did. We did. <laughs> All three of us. All three Yay. of us say goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Growing Out the Pod. If you want to tell us your hair stories, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at growingoutthepod. Have a great day. And remember, exfoliation is the enemy of ingrowns. Growing out the pod.